God, we lift up the name of Jesus this morning. We fix our eyes on you this morning. God, the, the author and perfecter of our faith. God, we set our eyes on you. God, help us to have uh, a heavenly perspective. Help us to see you this morning. God, in the, in the busyness of life, in the busyness of school holidays, in the busyness that there is around us, God, this morning we pause and we bring our hearts to you. God, would you search us this morning? God, would you transform us to be more like Jesus this morning? Father, we are so thankful for how you have loved us. We thank you for this community, this church, this family. God, we stand before you this morning. And we give you glory. We thank you for how deeply you have loved us. We thank you for sending Jesus to die. And we, we give you glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Isn't it so good to be here? You all here in the cold, cold, you made it, you had the heater on. You're welcome to sit for a moment. We are going to mingle in a minute, but we're going to get through some uh, little announcements and things first. <clears throat> Thanks, team. Rochelle, you're doing amazing. Rochelle just, um, before she opened up her bag and I thought she put a lolly in her mouth and I was like, have you got snacks in there? She said, no, it's a lozenger. I have tonsillitis. So, we definitely are praying for Rochelle. She's incredible, leading us in worship this morning while she has tonsillitis. That's amazing. All right. Oh, there's a little clap over there. Was that you, Izzy? Did you start that clap? Uh, we're so excited to have you with us this morning. We're so glad that you braved the cold. It was a bit chilly. It's winter. It's really definitely winter, isn't it? Not a fan. Anybody just like hanging out for the warmer days already? We're hardly, we're hardly, are we in it? Are we halfway now? Feels like a long winter already, and I think we're only just halfway, but we're getting through it, and we're so glad to have you here this morning, uh, here in the house. I hope you got a nice warm coffee in your hands this morning, and that would have helped uh, to Yarram. Good morning, Yarram. We're so glad to have you joining us uh, through the stream this morning. We hope that uh, the heaters are pumping down there in Yarram, and you're feeling nice and warm too, and online. Wow, what a treat to still be at home, maybe rugged up in your pyjamas under a blanket this morning. Uh, we're so glad that you're joining us online as well. I have a few announcements. One of them is that kids are in the service this morning because there's no SBC kids running at the moment, uh, which is sad because we love SBC kids, but so exciting because we love having the kids in the service, don't we? I can see that some of the crew have already found, and if you don't know, down the back that way uh, here at Sale, you'll find uh, colouring sheets and activities and places for sermon notes. So Pastor Steve's done a lot of great work. Um, so there's plenty of activities to keep you occupied during the service if you need. So parents, feel free to use that. Also, if you have creche-aged children uh, in the foyer and then to your left, the creche is open. So if you have um, creche-aged children, which is under four, four and under, uh, you're welcome to use the creche area this morning as well. All right, some announcements. You ready? 
as I always say, the best thing to do is download the Church Centre app. That's where you will find everything that is happening in church life, everything that's going on uh, and anything that might interest you. So if you don't have the Church Centre app or you need help uh, in being able to download that, uh, please just reach out to one of our team, whether it's here online or in Yarram. We'd love to help you. Uh, you get announcements that way. You get the newsletter that way if you like. You can register for different events because uh, there are some great events coming up. Uh, so let me tell you about what is coming up. We have a gardening and coffee morning. That sounds great. Pastor Jack excited. Anybody else like coffee? Yes. And gardening? Yes. I, I'm average at gardening. I had my sunflowers though, but um, there's a lot of dead things in my yard at the moment. But the coffee and gardening morning will be uh, happening on the 7th of July at 930 Uh, So there'll be gardening and coffee and fellowship from 10.30. So that sounds like a lovely morning. Um, Even if you're not that into gardening, uh, coming and having a coffee and a nice time with everyone will definitely make it worth it. Definitely worthwhile. So uh, if you need more info about that, you can find it on uh, the Church Centre app, speak to Pastor Jackie or at the info desk this morning. The other thing that you can sign up for at the info desk is Out for Lunch. Out for Lunch is coming up this week. This week? No. No. Not quite yet, not quite this week, July 13th, next week, at 12pm, and so the sign-up sheet is at the info desk, or you can contact the church office uh, and the lovely team uh, during the week would love to put you on the list. Amazing. Did you get all those? It's fine if you didn't, because you can just get on the Church Centre app, and all the information will be there in a much better phrased, way more succinct fashion than what I have given that information to you this morning. All right, I'm going to invite you to stand. just realized I've forgotten to pass the buckets. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> great. <laughs> Pastor Brad's had a great idea from back there. We're going to mingle. Uh, so we're going to put a whole five minutes on the clock, uh, and I'm going to ask you to be brave and step out into the aisles. So if you're over there, step out into the aisle, and if you're here, step out into the aisle, and step out into the aisle. That's the way. Well done. Very good instruction following over here. Into the aisle. Don't stay in your seat. Move around, and I want you to find someone, maybe someone you don't know, someone new. Say hello, but move from your seat. Get to know someone. <laughs> Amazing mingling. Well done, well done, well done. I see so many of you standing in the aisles, not in your seats. That's what I love to see. You're welcome to find uh, a seat. You can find a new seat if you've made a new friend. There's no rule that says you have to sit where you were sitting before. All right. Now, offering buckets. (laughs) What a morning. Charles is all organized. It was me that wasn't organized. Offering buckets are going to be passed now, please. That would be great. And also something that I forgot to tell you is happening this morning is that we have Pastor Rob Heyman in the house this morning. Very exciting. So uh, Pastor Rob, uh, for some of us, is uh, someone we know very well, uh, who we love a lot and are just excited to see on a Sunday. But he's bringing the word this morning, and he's also here with his official "I'm a BUV serious man" hat on this morning. Uh, and so we'll be sharing uh, some vision and some uh, wisdom and uh, some updates with us from the BUV. So that's going to be very exciting. So we're looking forward to that in a few moments. Um, that's going to be great. Amazing buckets going around. Uh, what I might do uh, is I'm going to ask us to stand because we're going to continue to worship. Um, 
And I'm going to pray for us this morning. God, God, we thank you that, uh, that you are glorified in this place. God, that you don't require uh, our perfection, uh, just our obedience. And so, God, we are obedient to you this morning. We glorify you above all. We pray for our bands. We pray for Rochelle's throat this morning, God, uh, that she would be able to glorify you uh, and help to lead us in worship through this next set. We thank you for, um, we thank you for everyone who is serving this morning. We thank you for those who serve in our community during the week. We thank you for uh, our families. We thank you for Yaren. We thank you for online. We just thank you for all the incredible ways that you are moving. And so we just, uh, we glorify you this morning and we know that uh, when, we, when we lean into you and we rely on your strength, that's when we are at our best and you are most glorified. And so this morning, God, we just lean in uh, and we rely on you and we thank you for how, uh, how you were moving in this place this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, that's our declaration that you are indeed our God that we come to worship you, we come to sit in, our, in your presence, to hear your voice. And we declare that you and you alone are our God, worthy of our praise, the one who directs our paths and shows us the next step forward. Father, we just declare right now that we have an open stature to hear what you want us to say to us this morning that we will tilt our ear to hear your voice as we share around your word this morning. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take a seat. It's great to be with you. I love coming home. I love coming back to, to church. And uh, I, I, love, I love preaching anywhere, but... Uh, this is my favourite place to preach. Don't tell anybody else, but this is my favourite place to preach. And uh, it, 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 just, it just feels right to come back and, and share. This morning I want to do a little, something a little bit different. Um, when I normally preach, I just get up and preach. But, but I do wear two hats. And uh, uh, well, I wear a couple of hats. But one of the hats that I wear is, is um, the regional pastor for the Baptist Union of Victoria, for the East. Now, we're, we've got... You know, we've got the regional pastor for the West in the house today. So Graham and Joanne are out visiting. So, so we've got you know two thirds of the state covered of, of Baptist churches. Our role is to just support churches and encourage pastors. And I flippantly sometimes tell people I'm paid to drink coffee with pastors. That's my job, and it, it's a pretty good job because I don't have to pay for the coffee either. So it, it works really well. Um, but we, we go around the, the churches and just support, encourage and, uh, and try and smooth over if there's any little ripples happening um, and, and build up leadership. That's sort of what we try and do. But, but as a union of churches, you know, the 260 plus churches that we have that are so diverse that, that have, you know, as I've mentioned here before, probably a third of those, up about 80 of those have their service in another language we're very multicultural. We're, we're an amazing group. And, and can I continue to ask you to pray for the Burmese Baptists at the moment, or well, Burmese people in, in particular everywhere, but, but, but our, our Burmese brothers and sisters that are living in Victoria are so burdened by what's happening in their country at home, where villages are just being 
burnt and wiped out and, and families here are sending money and, and support back home to try and just make ends meet and there are people fleeing into jungles just to, to get away from the army. Uh, it, it's, it's not a pretty sight there. So can I continue to ask you to pray for, for our brothers and sisters there who are, who are doing an amazing job in, from Victorian Baptists supporting their families back home. But as, as a wider Baptist Union, you know, what, as a, we call ourselves the Baptist Union hub, because you're the Baptist Union, where does the hub, where does the office, where does the support network? Um, what are we trying to achieve? We're trying to make sure that and, and the Baptist churches throughout Victoria are flourishing, are, are, are becoming the best church they can be. Not all the same. You know, I, I go to churches that are big, churches that are small, churches that are trying to do this little niche ministry here or that little niche ministry there. And our, and our role as a hub is just to encourage the churches to be the best that they can be in the way they want to express the community and the body of Christ. And if we can put that slide up, um, I'm just going to quickly go through. This, this, is what we're, this is what we're on about, really. Um, and it looks confusing, but, but I, I love this slide because in the centre of it is the mission. We're just about presenting the gospel building the kingdom of Christ, building the kingdom that God wants us to build, building his kingdom. It's not about building a Baptist empire. It's about building the kingdom of God. And we do that by, you know, having healthy relationships within the church, um, having a healthy church and, and strong leadership. And, and we've got different departments in the union that, that deal with that. We're in the sort of the dark blue leadership area where we try and support leaders and, and pastors. But we also do it with, with different lenses on. You know, like I wear glasses and when I put them on, I see differently. And when we put on our different lenses, we actually look through and see things. And we, we need to do it through innovation. You know, like never before we need to change. We need to do it differently. You know, the, the, the classic seven last words of, of any church, but particularly sometimes Baptist churches, we've never done it that way before. We need to get rid of that, you know? We need to be willing to change, and change is threatening. So we've got to look at how, what we can do to innovate, not just for innovation's sake, but to make it better, to improve what we're doing. We need to have a cultural lens on. Now, I think here at Sale we've done that pretty well over the years, but we need to continue to encourage ourselves, say... What can we do for cross-cultural, multicultural situations? There's not many churches that are just monocultural these days. And we need to make sure that we're supporting all the cultures. The, the younger demographics, you know, again, we, we've done that well. But what, what, do we, what are we doing? And this is where I want to focus a little bit this morning in one way. Um, what are we doing to raise up the next set of leaders? What does it look like when we run events... Are we, is it actually helpful for the younger uh, demographic or is it sort of turning them away? You know, and, that, that's, and, and finally, the digital lens, which, which again, we were thrust into through COVID and, and we're still working on. And, and it's great, you know, to be able to, to sort of work in with Yarram and, and sort of plant a church at Yarram and, and, and support the work down there is just an amazing digital sort of um, innovation. It's fantastic. 
and, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So that's sort of what the, the Baptist Union is trying to do in a nutshell. I just thought I'd sort of just share that. I could go on for a long time, but I won't. Um, feel free to come and talk to me later anytime about what the uh, BUV is on about. Thanks, guys. Let me uh, open up the word. That's what we're here for. And this is what I do need my glasses so I can see differently rather than just blur. Hebrews 12 we're going to go to. So if you've got uh, your Bibles, it'll be up on the screen. I'll be reading from the NIV. But uh, if you want to go uh, swipe, flick, whatever it is, um, Hebrews 12. Verses 1 says, Therefore, my little heart flutters. I, I saw young William when I'm in worship, I thought, it's going to work because Will won't let me get past a therefore. And if you haven't been around Sale for long, the, one of my legacies, one of the few legacies I left here was if we start a verse with therefore, you need to tell someone to go, what's it there for? It's like trying to sort of build a house without a foundation if you don't go back and see what it's there for. It's starting an argument. Like I was thinking on my walk this morning, you know, it's, a, it's like a maths question where it's got a question mark plus three equals whatever. You've got to go back to work out what it is because if you haven't got the whole point... If you haven't got the whole argument, you're going to miss what it's there for. So we know Hebrews 12 starts with therefore. So we go back to Hebrews 11. And, and if you've been around church for a while, you'll know that Hebrews 11 is that, is that uh, chapter of the heroes of the faith. The people who sort of stand before us and who laid a foundation the people who, who the Old Testament is built on and how they stood in faith. They, they ran before us. We, they're, they're the shoulders in which we stand on and, and they're the encouragers of which we echo in our head. It's, it's the Abrahams who waited and waited and waited for the promised child to come. It's... it's it's the uh, Moses, who was this adopted boy who just refused to ignore his heritage and stood strong in the people of Israel and led them out of captivity. It's Rahab, the prostitute, a hero of the faith. I don't know how that rubs you, but we need to recognise that it's not just the kings and the queens. It's the people who, who have interesting backgrounds become heroes of the faith. Rahab the prostitute who, who hid the spies, who was declared a hero by faith, acted out what God asked her to do and she was protected. I was reading through Hebrews 11 because I thought I'd better read through Hebrews 11. And, and 
you know when you get on a roll, you sort of, you, you read all those names and, and, and things and you can, you're in a bit of a hurry and you can sort of gloss over things. And suddenly, these, these verses caught my eye at the end of Hebrews 11, verses 36 to 38. Talking about, you know, just lumping a whole lot of heroes in together. It says, some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They're not coming back from that, are they? They were put to death by the sword. They went around in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in the desert and mountains and, and in caves and holes and in the ground. And, and that, that phrase, the world was not worthy of them, sort of echoed. You know, heroes of the faith. The, the, the world needs them. But they're so often mistreated and misunderstood. They're definitely not perfect, that's for sure. Definitely not perfect. You know, you, we could talk about King David. You know, we all know about his background. Today, the headlines would read King abuses power and sexually assaults somebody. That's today's language. And rightly so. We just call him an adulterer. But he's more than that. Yet, he's a hero of the faith. Yet, he passed on his faith to the next generation. Yet, he learned from the previous generation. He wasn't the ideal he wasn't the first choice in, in people's eyes, but he was God's choice. With that in mind, Hebrews 12 says this. Let's go back to Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Who's your Hebrews 11? Who is your direct history, heroes of the faith? Who is it that you received the, the faith baton, if you like, if you want to continue the, 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 the athletics sort of imagery that's in this passage? Who is it that, that sort of ran along beside you and, and slapped that relay baton in your, in your hand and went, go for it? I think of people in my 
background who was, you know, Bill Foster, who was a college lecturer and a, and a youth speaker, who, who, you know, you've heard some of these stories, but who, who at a youth camp of, you know, I don't know how many were there, a thousand, thousand kids were there, said, before I preach, I'm going to get some up to share their testimony. And he goes, where's Rob? And that's when he told me I was sharing my testimony. And that's when I ducked for cover until all my friends sort of pointed. But he slapped a baton in my hand and said, are you going to run with this? Are you going to run with this? I think of Clive Stebbins who ran Youth for Christ for, in Melbourne for years and years and years, who was instrumental in me coming to the Lord. Used to go to Bible studies on Tuesday night with young people. I went along for a look-see and, and there'd be a, the, the format was usually a speaker and then we'd break into discussion groups. I think I'd been going for six months and I, I wasn't even, I'm not even convinced I was a Christian and said the prayer by by this stage, but, but Clive said to me, you can lead a group tonight and passed me the, the three questions that the group needed to discuss. I didn't need to know anything, I just needed to ask the questions. He passed me a baton. Just passed me a baton. Sort of uh, ready as we are, growing as we go, one of our visions. It's a bit like that, isn't it? I don't know if I, I'm, I'm not ready for this, but, but someone's passed it to me. What do I do with it? Do I drop it? Or do I run with it? I think of uh, Barry Smith, who was a youth pastor at um, Blackburn North, now New Hope, said to me one day, why don't you preach at the next youth service? I was in first year Bible college. I was invincible by then, you know. Never preached before in my life. He, he said to me about 10 minutes before the, uh, the service started, he said, can I have a look at your notes? I thought, sure. I showed him a five by three card. That doesn't translate these days, does it? Whatever that is. Just a small card whatever it is, 150 by 75 card, whatever it is, something like that, with three words on it. He freaked out. He didn't tell me until afterwards. He freaked out. And he went and wrote, scribbled a, a bit of a sermon devotion thing himself because he thought I'd go for five minutes. He didn't know that I'd preached that to the sermon, my sermon to the bathroom mirror about 30 times. I knew it word for word. I'd memorised this speech. But he passed me a baton. And I took it. And I ran with it. Who, who's passed you a baton? And what have you done with it? I also want to ask tonight, this, this morning, what batons have you passed on? What batons have you passed on? What batons have you said, here, go for this? 
You might say, oh, I, 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 I'm not in leadership. I, I, I can't do that. We all pass on stuff. We all lay foundations. For you, it might have been a parent, might have been a Sunday school teacher, might have been a youth leader, might have been a friend, a neighbour. Who was it that passed batons to you? And what did you do with them? What did you do with them? Sometimes the batons get dropped. And aren't we glad this life that we live doesn't have the same rules as a relay race? One drop and you're out. One drop and you're disqualified. Well, there goes David. King David's out. He's finished. Rahab, we wouldn't even pass her a baton, would we? We're not going to pass Rahab, the prostitute, a baton of faith, are we? Is that right? Can God use a prostitute? Can we pass them a baton? Ready as we are. Growing as we go, I love it. Because we're never perfect, we're never complete, we've never got it all together, but we're asked to go. We're given a baton. We're given a baton. The interesting thing is, you can't control the way the baton's given to you. Sometimes it's awkward. I was, I was going to show some relay races and some clips, and I, so I, I watched way too many, I might say, um, relay passes. And there was fumbles and jumbles and tosses and all sorts of things. Even though they'd practised and practised and practised, there were people who just didn't have a clue how to pass the baton. And it didn't go smoothly. And it wasn't perfect. Some of the, the batons I'm, I've passed on and I've received, the, you know, have been pretty clumsy. We can't control that. All we can control is, are we ready? Are we ready to receive a baton? Are we ready to receive it and are we ready to pass it on the best we can? They might not be quite ready. I, I think some of the batons I've got have gone, what, me? Oh, I'm next, am I? I'm, I'm taking this down. And then I get ready. They, and I remember Bill Foster said to me, when I finally said to him one day, I think God wants me to be a pastor. And he went, nearly literally, duh. I knew that five years ago, he said to me. Why do you think I've been, he didn't use this language, but why do you think I've been passing you these batons? I wasn't ready for them, but I sort of grabbed them clumsily and dealt with them a little bit. But I didn't take full advantage of them. 
when I look back, I go, wow, I, I could have been so better prepared had I been postured that little bit better. So you can't control the way they're passed, um, the, way they, the, way you, the way they're passed to you, but you control the way you receive them. As I said, I'm so glad that one drop doesn't disqualify us. Because who here hasn't dropped the baton? Who here hasn't had this perfect sort of flow through and discipleship and growth? And Nobody's got it right. Nobody's perfectly ready. Hebrews in this, in this analogy tells us to do a few things. Throw off everything that hinders. Throw off everything that hinders you. Now I could make a list. What hinders me won't hinder you. You know? I, I, the older I get, I'm probably, actually I'm probably through most, the worst of it. But I reckon in my, in my sort of 45 to 55, I, w- I think I went through a phase where I looked at some of the, the, the young adults and I've gone, they've got to get their act together or this church is in a mess. You know, yes, yes, it was you, Brock. Yeah, I looked at you. And, and what, what hinders me is not going to hinder everybody. And people are going to be people. So don't read this and go, you know, I'm talking about, we're talking about, what hinders you? What stops you? The Bible's talking about, what hinders you? It may be your love for money. It may be your, 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 your uh, interests and hobbies that just overcrowd everything. Just remember Hebrews 11, what they gave up. If your Christian life doesn't cost you anything, then something needs to be thrown off. It's a sacrificial life. We as Christians miss out on things for the kingdom and that's okay. That's what we're called to do. I I think that's a message the broader church needs to hear and understand in this day and age. Maybe I am just getting old and grumpy, I don't know. What's the... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I, I think it's easy for us to identify the big sins in our life. But the, the, the word entanglement to me sort of, you know, the ones that just trip you up a little bit. You know, p- people talk to me in churches about, you know, the, the big issues, you know, a pastor or a leader and, and, and they've done this and, and we need to discipline them. Yes, we do. But I, but I so often go back to sin, 
is sin is sin. And King David's sexual assault, in God's eyes, I strongly believe, is no worse than when I stand in the foyer and gossip. And both entangle us. And both trip us up. It's easy to deal with the big picture stuff. But sometimes we've got to look at what are the small things that we're doing? What are the small things that are tripping us up that we need to throw off, that we need to get rid of? And then it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now, if I run anywhere these days, it's, it's got to be with perseverance, let me tell you. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to run very far at all. But the, the Christian life is something we have to persevere with. It's with endurance. It's hard work. We need to persevere the race set out before you. I can't run your race and you can't run mine. My race is different. Your race is different. You've got to run the race set out before you. And finally, but really important, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, one of the, one of the struggles we can have is we can look at people. You know, there's, throughout history, leaders, Christian leaders, have messed up. Christian leaders have dropped the baton. But that doesn't mean they're disqualified. It doesn't mean the batons they've passed on before and after are invalid. Because when we're running a relay, we're not watching the person. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. Don't look at me. Don't, don't look at me and say, oh, just want to be like Pastor Rob. Heaven forbid that. My goodness, that's scary thought. I'm not in Paul's category of saying, just follow me and do what I do. I'm not, you know. But look at my Saviour. Look what he's done. Look what he's achieved. Through someone who, you know, not that special really, but received some batons and ran with it. Received some encouragement and ran with it. Fix your eyes on Jesus. As you pass the baton, as you receive the baton, it all happens at the same time. A relay race, you know, you're not starting this faith and you're not ending this faith. That's God's job. He started it and he finishes it. Read the book. It's in here. Genesis and Revelation. You can read the start and the finish. 
We're just the relay races in the middle. So we receive and we give. And we receive and we give. And we receive and we give. It's not a one-off thing saying, I've received it, I've given it, now I can sit back and relax. No, no, no. It's a constant thing. Who are you receiving from? And who are you giving to? This church it has a great multi-generational thing happening. It always has. It's a, a garden of opportunity to pass the baton. And it doesn't have to be based on age. Let me tell you, I love coming to church and sitting in the pew and listening to the senior pastor preach. He's got some good stuff happening. I might be a bit biased at times, but he's got some good stuff happening. I'm happy to receive the baton and some info and some, and some challenge and some encouragement. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk to, to people in, in the foyer and, and learn from them. But I'm also wanting to talk in the foyer and pass on stuff. I, I, was, I was thinking, that five-minute mingle that we do, it's a license and a golden opportunity for those who go, oh, I'd like to pass on a baton to somebody, but none of the young people want to talk to me, none of the young adults want to talk to me. You have an invitation, you oldies, to go up and meet the next generation and, and you've actually been told to from the front. You've just been obedient you're just doing as you're told. Just go and start a relationship. Talk to people. Same with the younger generation. They've got to be ready to, to listen. I was thinking, and I, I haven't talked to the pastor team about this, but, but you guys at home, what do you do with that five-minute mingle? Go and make a cup of tea? Do you, what, do you, what do you do with that? Why don't, why don't you spend that five minutes thinking, who can I write a note to, write an email to, text to encourage, to bless, to support, whatever, to pass on a baton in that moment? Because it's pretty hard to mingle with the people in your lounge room, especially if you're only one or two of you there. But use that five minutes creatively to go, you know what, who can I actually pass something on to? Well, who do I need to say thank you to for passing something to me during the week? Use, use that creatively to mingle in, in, in the way you can online. Are you looking back as well as forward? Back as well as forward. So that you're ready to pass on the baton that you receive. Because the kingdom of God will only grow as we pass on the baton, as we encourage, as we support one another. I am so thankful for the people in my past who have sown into my life and passed me batons. And I stand here on their shoulders and their shoulders alone. Because God has equipped me through them.
my prayer, my personal prayer is that there'll be people in my life who can say things that Pastor Rob, Pastor Batten, not so I get cred, not for that, but that they've actually learnt what it means and they can do the same to somebody else and that the kingdom of God grows. So my question and my challenge, question, challenge, homework. Question is, who are you passing? Who are you receiving from? My challenge is to actually increase that. Increase that sphere. Add people to that. And your homework? If you've identified someone who's passed on batons to you, thank them. Thank them for it. Actually, thank them for it. Say, thank you for passing that on. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for equipping me. Thank you for, for believing in me. Thank you for actually investing in me. I was challenged by this years and years ago, and, and I still remember it. I, I preached on a very similar, a very similar way back in the old building. And I thought of Clive Stebbins, who at that stage was leading an orphanage on the top of a hill in Sri Lanka. He did that for 10 years after he retired. And so I, I emailed him. And I said, just want to thank you for what you've sown into my life. And, and, and I know his internet back then was very ordinary. And uh, I sort of wasn't really expecting much of a response. And I don't know what, how or, or anything... But within a week, he rang me. Now, this is before, you know, telecommunications was <laughs> what it is today. And, you know, overseas phone calls were cost a fortune. And he came down the hill and he rang me to tell me how blessed he was to receive that. Because, see, ministry and stuff, you often don't, Know what you've achieved. So thank people. Say thank you for passing on that baton. Who are you receiving from? Who are you giving to? Increase that sphere and thank one. Thank some people who've passed that on. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for what, lay, what foundation you've laid in our lives and in our past. Father, we thank you for the heroes of the faith, both in the Old Testament and in our lives, the heroes that we stand on individually. Father, I thank you for the people who have sown into my life over the years and continue to sow into my life now. Father, may we be trustworthy people to pass on that baton, to pass on the future, and by faith live out what you've called us to live out. Father, may we go this week expecting to receive and to give. And may we go with your blessing and your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us at Yarraman Online. And uh, have a cup of tea somewhere, wherever that may be. Cheers.